Hey, what's up, listener? Thank you for pressing play. This week on the Jock and Nerd Podcast, we've got new trailers for The New Mutants, Morbius, Birds of Prey, Black Widow, and Bloodshot movies as we discuss our most anticipated comic book movies for 2020, plus our full spoiler review of the first season of The Mandalorian on Disney Plus, and a whole bunch more, all in this edition of the Jock and Nerd Weekly for Thursday, January 16th, 2020. Hey, what's up? It's Taylor Gray, the voice of Ezra Bridger on Star Wars Rebels, and you're listening to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. Hey, this is Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman. Welcome to the Jock and Nerd Podcast with your hosts, Anthony. I'm cooking a pot roast in my pants. Imran. What the shit is this? And Rug Boy. Put a bullet in me, Imran. Comic book and superhero, TV and movie news, reviews. It's really bad. It's actually pretty bad. <laughs> it's so fucking bad. It's dog shit on a hot day. I love this movie so much. Come on, Imran. I think you'll, su- I think you'll <laughs> oh surprise us. And whatever they choose. Let them see your small dick. We all know it's not big. Ah, fuck off. The Jock and Nerd Podcast. Podcast. Remember, Batman's got your back. Oh, yeah. What's up, listener? Welcome to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. Jock and Nerd. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the Jock. And he is the pussy ass nerd who decided <laughs> to return from a broken vagina. We're back, and he's the rug boy. What's up, rugs? What's up, Amron? I think it's time that we retire that intro. Uh, why? What's wrong with it? Batman's no, got your back. wrong with it. I just Evan think that, uh, I don't know. I think when people listening to it for the first time are like, what is this, all this shit? Let's just get to the show. It's an, all right, well, look, it's a nice. I like to, I like to give you criticism live on the show. Thanks. Great way to start <laughs> the show. <laughs> yeah. Just start the show with a lot of positivity. We're back, listener. Did you miss us? Can I just quickly fill in the listener on what the fuck's been going on? You can fill me in any time, Imran. Oh, I'm going to fill... From the back to the front, fill, anyway. I will fill in your Yikes. slack hole. Wow. Wowie zowie! Uh, I'll fill in that slack hole. Real quick, just to get everyone up to speed on the same page. We did not put out a show last week because... I pulled a muscle in my back so bad. I didn't know Imran had muscles. I <laughs> apparently there's something back there holding this gelatinous body upright. Apparently you pulled your muscle trying to move a heavy pot while you were on your hands and knees. That seemed like a great idea right from the jump. That's correct. Yes, you that idiot. was dumb and it was so bad that I could not sit, stand or walk. I could only lie down on my back and to complicate things further, I, we were also about to go on a vacation, the wife and I, to New Orleans. So I couldn't record a show to prepare for the vacation because I couldn't sit, and then I had to focus on getting re- getting better so I could get to New Orleans. Well, I did get to New Orleans. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I got good enough for that. New Orleans was amazing. On the way back on the flight, there was a girl sitting next to me who was sneezing and sniffling, and the next day I wake up feeling like shit, and now I have the flu. What? Yes. <laughs> so it's been a hell. Well, at least you enjoyed your vacation, Imran. New Orleans is amazing, you guys. You can ask me some questions about it later. Highly recommend it. Uh, so, yes. 
Long story short, hurt my back. Great time in New Orleans, and now I'm sick. Now is that the same place as New Orleans? No, that's a completely different, different oh. uh, Nola. No, oh. it's, uh, okay. man, a great, amazing. I felt like I was in a European town for a week that was just filled with like American well, tourists. It smells like European on the street. Oh, I was. <laughs> pee- everyone is peeing on the street in New Orleans. Uh, the best uh, aroma of vomit you're going to find anywhere in the country. Oh, vomit. Great yes. Day, yes. Oh, yes. Lots of lots. Like in New York. Yes. Lots of mixtures from all over. But. Uh, but, you know, uh, we have uh, lots of things. It kind of worked out because now we have a lot of things to talk about. A lot of crazy trailers came out just the past few days. Let's get to the geek news, you bastards. The Jock, Jock and Nerd Podcast. So, you bastards, you're going to have to do some heavy lifting. and Criticize the intro all you want. Uh, if you hear me... <laughs> I didn't criticize the intro. <laughs> There were so many fun tra- trailers, surprising trailers that came out in the past week and a half about uh, all the comic book movies we are getting in 2020. Let's just dive right in, fly through them. We're going to start with this new Mutants trailer from Marvel. Uh, was from Fox and still from Fox. I don't know. It's confusing. Does Fox even exist? No. Yes. I don't know. Not really. But As, as a studio, I guess not. But this fucking movie... Is still coming out April 3rd. You guys want to guess when the first trailer for the New Mutants came out that we talked about on the show? Sometime in 2018? No. It was October 2017. Holy oh, shit. shit. Yes. That's three years ago. Yes. It was like two and a half God years ago. Damn it. Can you believe that? How crazy is that? And finally, they put out the second trailer. Uh, and it kind of looks uh, it's like it's still got that great horror vibe. You know, we had talked about how what what was Disney going to do? Were they going to reshoot this? Were they going to add money? Were they going to chop this up? Were they going to change it? Turns out, it seems Josh Boone just confirmed that the movie being released is his original horror version. I don't think they're fucking with it, to their credit, which is pretty crazy. Anthony, what did you think of this second trailer two and a half years later? All this footage is from like three years ago when Maisie Williams was shooting Game of Thrones. <laughs> um. I have similar thoughts to what I had when it came out two years ago or so. Uh, I'm pleasantly surprised by the horror vibe. I can't really say I'm fully into it just because I don't really know any of these characters all that well. Um, They're pretty much C-level, D-level X-Men characters or mutant characters, so I don't really have any connection to them. Um, But hopefully, I mean, if they can stick with the horror vibe throughout, it might be something different. I don't know if it's going to be good. The only thing that kind of uh, at the end of the trailer that l- dissuaded me from thinking they're going to go the full horror route is the end of the trailer seems like your typical superhero battle against a CGI-ish monster. It is a little CGI. So it did kind of remind me a little bit of the Wolverine, which was a fun period um, noir, Japanese noir type piece. And then all of a sudden the third act turns into your typical superhero action. Um, if they can stay away from that and keep this on a different path, on a horror, suspenseful path, they might have uh, an entertaining movie here. But I don't know. I don't, I'm Again, I can't, I'm not super excited just because I don't really know any of these characters. So if you read the New Mutants back in the day, Bill Sienkiewicz, the Demon Bear right. trilogy, these are legit, really exciting mutants for me. I don't know. What do you think, Ruggs? You got Magic, Wolfsbane, Sunspot, uh, Moonstar, 
Uh, and you even see magic with her armor and her sword, and she's teleporting. Yeah, I think that's the big thing for me is Ileana and the sword and, you know, her being magic. Of course, you know, Warlock's not not present, which he's a big uh, thing. Cannonball's not present. He was oh, the yeah. leader. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, there's there's people missing, like, you know, main characters missing from the Wolves being's cool. Yeah. Like, I think that's going to be cool to see. Uh, you know, uh, those are the four characters I really liked. You know, I like Magic, I like Wolvesbane, I like I like Sunspot, I like Warlock and Cannonball. So, not all of my favorite characters are in this. So, but I mean, I'm good. Uh, I'm kind of like okay, these are the ones you can use for that horror vibe, I guess. Yeah. They, they kind of and War- Warlock's kind of like a techno cyber thing. It's like a it's oh, kind of a machine. Yeah, that's right, Warlock. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if he fits into this. Yeah. They could have tried to make him, but I think they kind of left the ones out that were too. Uh, X Men like, right? And they kind of have the weirder, me- kind of more sinister, like werewolves and like magic and witches, like almost that type of shit that they can kind of turn to a horror vibe. So I'm interested to see what they do with it, but I don't think this is going to ever align with Marvel. Like this is never going to be canon. This is never going to be under the Marvel umbrella. I don't think I- it's going to be a one and done. So, so that's interesting because Josh Boone. I remember he said he wanted to make a trilogy and each one was going to be uh, a, a tribute to different kind of horror movies. But I don't know if that's going to happen anymore. I do like that they're letting him put out the movie he made and not chopping yeah. it up. Are they, though? That's what he said. He said in an article that well, this why is... Why take this long, then, to release? I just... They must have been just trying to figure out what do we do with this? It wouldn't have made sense to put more money in it. Uh... So I, 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 I don't know. I just think that they're just putting it out. Fuck it. Yeah. It's Welcome. A, yeah. April 3rd. You got a surprise. They didn't just put it out on Disney plus, Whether they can't really, I don't think. Or... In the cast that says Antonio Banderas is in this. It's very weird. They got a stranger things guy. You got a game of Thrones guy. And Ileana Rasputin is Colossus's sister. That's right. That, but which Colossus? I think three different people have played Colossus so far, but whatever. It's Colossus. Uh, I don't know. I got, I got Deadpool kinda, Colossus. Deadpool. Oh, it's Deadpool Colossus. I got kind of, kind of geek boner. Geek boner. Just because uh, I'm, I want to see what this movie is. Just Ileana portaling in and out with her sword. I was like, oh shit. And the monster looks like uh, a Bill Sienkiewicz drawing from the comic books. I mean, what do you expect from this? I really don't have high expectations. Yeah. So it's like, if it's okay, yeah. you know, great. It seems like this uh, this uh, me- mental institute is more of a prison, and the the lady who's the doctor seems using... like they basically tell you. Well, that they the do. Trailer. They're like, it's not a pr- it's not a hospital. It's a prison. <laughs> Magic tells you that. Yeah, and she set up a cage, and then one of one of their power one of the kids' powers is to use people's fears against them. So she's using that against other people, and uh, it should be interesting. Things aren't going to be what they yeah. seem. The the expectations, as Rugs mentioned, aren't high, so it can really be whatever it wants. And even if it's terrible, it, I don't know if that's necessarily going to disappoint anyone because no one really is anticipating this. No, no one even thought this was going to come out. But there are I mean, fans of the New Mutants. How much money do you think this movie is going to make? Oh God, uh, that's a good question. You think it's going to make two hundred million? No, All, I think domestically altogether? it'll make sixty million, fifty million. What? Oh my God, yeah, it's going to be terrible. Hmm, nobody knows any of these characters. I think maybe even lower than that. I think maybe about 
40 million. You have Ariola Stark in this. That's when the, it would have moved the needle back when it would, the show was still on, but I don't think anybody cares. Aria. Wow. Maybe a hundred area, area Stark. Maybe a hundred million, 60 to a hundred million. You guys are probably right. Uh, let's move on to another trailer, which was even more surprising. Uh, I didn't know this was coming out. Uh, Morbius featuring the worst Joker ever, Jared Leto, but it looks like he's going to make a lot better. Morbius Rugs. Yeah, because he's not trying to be some weird ass character. Well, he's let's just... let's start with you. What did you think of this trailer? And there's two big reveals in the trailer that have me going, oh, oh shit. shit, what's going on here? Two big reveals? Yes. Uh, one of oh, them was more backdoor. Oh, yeah, there's two Ooh, back reveals. Door. One is Michael Keaton is in it. Yes. Oh my God. As we Adrian Toomes. Is he the easy tool? Seems, seems pretty obvious to me. He's the vulture. That was crazy. I wasn't expecting that. Then you got a that. shot of Spider Man yes. as a graffiti. It says murderer over a picture of the Sam Raimi. Yeah, the Sam Raimi costume from PS from the PlayStation game. Apparently. Okay. Can we just start there? Do you think they use that picture? Well, but go, but wait. Go back even a little more. Yeah. This is the first time, I think, I don't know if it's the first time, but it was noticeable to me that they start off by going with the studio that brought you Spider-Man Homecoming, the yes, studio that brought yes. you Far, Far From Home, the and studio that brought you Venom. Venom. So they're clearly trying to piggyback off of not only Venom, but some of the MCU stuff. Well, and Sony can say that now, because they did kind of bring up those Spider-Man movies, uh, but... This is the first time you're seeing Spider-Man, the Spider-Man universe um, combined with the Sony universe. This is fucking crazy. Uh, they seem to nail the character of Michael Morbius pretty accurately. I thought he did a good job of showing this guy who's uh, he's got a blood disease. He wants to help kids and he finds a cure, gives him powers. And then it kind of tweaks him out. Uh, Anthony, what'd you think overall of the trailer? Was the, the, is this floppy John? Floppy John. <laughs> or Geek Boner. Uh, you know what? Didn't look half bad. It looked fine to me. It look, actually looked kind of interesting. I'm not a big fan of Jared Leto, um, but he can be hit pretty hit or miss. I'm just not a big fan of him overall. Um, still seems kind of curious to me that a Morbius movie is coming out. I mean, um, <laughs> I'm very dubious of Morbius because I'm not sure that I would want to run to the theater. Like if I didn't have a show to do to report on it yeah. or to uh, have an opinion on it. Yeah. I don't know if I would go to the theater to see it unless there's unless there's another trailer that shows me that there's really something to go uh, and pay money to see Spider-Man. like some kind of spectacle yeah or no, something something yeah. just where I, hey I'm 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 going there. I mean, to the average uh, viewer, I could see how you would be like, this is like a ripoff of Dracula meets Batman, maybe like, you Blade. know, or and Blade. Yes. They could be like, this is Blade. But if they drop another trailer and fucking Spider-Man is in the trailer and, and there's more Vulture, that'll get people that'll get butts in the seats. That'll seem like um, it was almost like and I, I, I don't know if they got Marvel Studios approval or if Marvel Studios was fully aware um, I'd have to assume they kind of knew, but it seemed like to me Sony was like, "Fuck it, <laughs> we own this property. <laughs> we're gonna start we're gonna, shoving we're gonna, it we're in there. We're gonna start shoving it yeah. in there and making it connect. Who gives a fuck? Well, they like, own the Spider-Man the- universe. They can totally put two right, absolutely. In but but they were kind of dancing around that with Venom before and um, some other stuff. But now they're just literally like, "Fuck it." And I, I wonder how the MCU feels about it. I don't really feel all that confident that whatever they make is gonna. Not only jive with the MCU, but is going to be even the quality of the worst 
MCU films. So. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. I, I, one of my friends, Irwin, who's been on the show yeah. well, way back, yeah. saw it as kind of like an FU to the MCU, and he thought it would be he he suggested it would be funny if in the next MCU trailer, like in the in the for instance, maybe like the Blade trailer, there's yeah. a tag at the end where there's like a, a Johnny Depp stand-in and Blade just like kills him. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is part of their exit strategy. Not Johnny Depp, sorry. Uh, motherfucking... Uh, the guy that's playing Morbius. Jared Leto. Jared, oh, Jared Leto. Oh, kind of like a Deadpool. Weak-ass Johnny Depp, yeah. Yeah, like a Deadpool thing. Yeah, like or, a, just yeah. a little like... Yeah, that's bullshit. <laughs> I think this is... Eventually, you know, Spider-Man's going to go back to Sony. They got a third movie. Maybe this yeah, is part of back. their exit strategy. But is this Tom Holland Spider-Man that will be in this? Even though we have Adrian Toomes Vulture, it says murderer, like we're far from home, left off. But then they use the same Raimi costume. Was that the only picture they could find? Or is that on purpose? Or is that incidental? Makes no sense. It would seem to me it's Tom Holland. Why, why would you have Adrian Toomes Michael Keaton. Maybe it's Tobey Maguire. I don't know. Holy shit. Oh, shit. That would be crazy. I don't know. Uh, hmm. And then is that part of the Sinister Six that they're going to set up? Weren't they thought, toying with the idea of like doing a uh, like multiverse? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Where all the Spider-Mans exist. Well, they were they were toying with that. They're also toying with... I still think they're obsessed with doing a Sinister Six. Yeah. So they've been toying with these villain films for a bit. We need crazy. Isn't the Silver Sable movie or no, Silver Black, Black Cat, Silver Sable? Is that yeah. still happening? I don't know. I don't know. If this go if this does well, they're probably a uh, green light that one too. This almost kind of like Venom has that throwback feel of like a movie made in like the early 2000s a little bit. Yeah, like Blade and shit. Which is like Sony's thing. Like we make movies that should have came out 20 years ago. We're Sony. <laughs> That's what we do. Uh and then the shot of him turning Morbius looks it looks comic accurate. I like looks that. Good. Yeah. I thought that was great and fucking wow, Adrian Toomes at the end. Uh, this was a lot better. Geek boner. A lot better than I was expecting from a Morbius trailer. Is Morbius the type of character? I guess anything's possible with Guardians of the Galaxy blowing up like it did, but Morbius the type of character to catch on? He can be compelling if done properly. It's kind of an anti-hero who's I mean, a vampire. It's like- you, What's the difference between him and Blade? Well, Blade is a half vampire. He's a daywalker. He's a daywalker, and uh, he does like ninja stuff. Okay. And uh, Morbius is a full-on vampire. He's a full-on like mutant, and, and he has powers. He's seen like, but he's, he's not even like a real vampire. He's like a genetic vampire. He's like he has s- symptoms that that look like a vampire. Like it, but he's not actually a vampire. Vampires are a completely different thing. Well, he used the blood from bats to turn himself into this thing. But he's, yeah, he can cl- he can climb walls like Spider Man. It looks like he's teleporting. He's got sharp claws. He's super strength. Uh so he has echolocation. Ec- oh yeah, the echolocation shot was kind of cool. Seen in the dark. Yeah, so he has powers. So he's, he's got all these fucking powers. Yeah, he's got powers. That's the difference. They, over, they overpowered him, I think, a little bit, but whatever. I, I just pulled up a, an article. I don't know how accurate it is, yeah. but to the point of a Sony Marvel, a Sony Spider-Verse. Yeah. So they, in the works for sure is Venom 2. Yeah. And then here's some other projects that were are being considered. Nightwatch. Oh, that was going to be by Spike Lee, I think. Yeah. Although I don't know if that's still got Craven. Oh, yeah, it's like that Spawn. Craven. Rip-off. They want to make a Craven movie. Black Cat. Oh, they still want to make that. 
Silver Sable, and that might be the Silver and Black. They're still thinking about a Sinister Six. And then I'm seeing here a Madame Web, which we I think we've talked about on the show. Oh, Nobody wants to see Nobody that. wants to see an old blind lady in a chair. Right. And then they've also got the Spider-Verse stuff into the Spider-Verse. Into the Spider-Verse. There's going to be more of those. I don't know if they can bring the Spider-Verse into live action. This uh, the, I'm, And now, can Spider-Man be in Venom 2? I think that'll be huge with the carnage. Well, even Fahey teased when they signed Spider-Man to a third film that we could see connect, connections to other... I think he, I don't know what the exact quote was, but he hinted at the fact that Spider-Man could cross over to the Sony-verse. There, I believe uh, the third movie is filming this. It's going to be filming later in July this year. And, really? And they oh. said one of the locations was Iceland. Which is uh, strange. I don't know why he would be in Iceland. I don't know if that will be introducing Craven or I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why they're filming in Iceland. So they're getting that movie started. Maybe they can double Iceland for like Russia or something like that. Possibly. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah Iceland is point. green and Greenland is ice. It is. That's true. You want to go to the nice one, you go to Iceland. Greenland is a lot <laughs> icier than Iceland is greener. Absolutely yes. correct. <laughs> for Eastern Europe. There, or learn that from uh, Mighty Ducks 2. There's your geography lesson for the episode. Uh, so Morbius trailer, lots of fun. Super, that was surprising. Uh, but the Birds of Prey and the takeover of Harley Quinn, they put out a second trailer that uh, this one highlights some more of the other cast and uh, as well as Harley, which is like the whole thing is just a Har- Harley, Harley vehicle. But you get a little bit of the other people. You get to see Black Mask in his mask. Um, this one, what do you guys think? It has a really different, colorful, weird vibe to this movie. It just feels like Suicide Squad with with other people. Yeah, that's, that was the vibe I got, too. It, oh, you think so? Yeah, it seemed like, yeah, that's what it seemed. I mean, I'm glad they decided to name the other characters because, yeah. honestly, I don't know the names of those They're characters. They're unrecognizable from Absolutely. who they yeah. are. Absolutely. So you needed to do that, but they still really didn't do a ton to make you care about anyone other than Harley and her girlfriends and her hyena. Like if you if you yeah. didn't have um, Dinah doing the scream, you wouldn't know that that's no, black. No, canary. no, chance. yeah. The, the the glass breaks. Or Huntress, if she didn't have a crossbow, yeah. you would never know it's the Huntress. There's a lot of. I, co- still, I still don't know what defines Cassandra Kane. She's just a little Asian girl. Yeah, I thing. don't know. I don't know what they're doing with her in this one. Like they have to save her. Uh, yeah. There's so, a lot of cocaine usage in this trailer. Yeah, she uh, gets yeah. sparked up. Yeah. I, d- I think it's different from Suicide. It's a lot more colorful, and it just seems wackier, and it's got a different energy. So, uh, so it, it does seem a little wacky. Yeah, it's got this weird, wacky I'm sure vibe. It'll, be a little, it'll be a fun little romp, but, you know, I'm just like, the comics guy in me is just like, wow, this is all kinds of just like <laughs> not giving a fuck. <laughs> so, so. She's got a hyena. I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. Okay. Uh, I mean, I found her to be one of the better characters in Suicide Squad, so I don't know why I'm so I'm kind of down on it. Yeah. But I just I am down on the movie. I don't know why I'm not I'm not excited for it. I am. I'm just kind of like, okay, let's watch this shit. Like, I, it'll probably be all right. I'll probably enjoy it. Let's but- see what it is. Jared Leto will not be in this one, but it sounds like she'll reference Joker. 
I tell you what's really good: the cartoon on DC Universe. You're loving that, huh? It's fucking hilarious. I laugh out loud. I have no interest, in dude. That. It's so funny and it's so raw and raunchy, and they swear so much. It's amazing. It's really good. It's it's good storytelling, good voiceover acting, good comedy. I, I I really like it. I think it's better than this trailer or this movie. Even oh, okay. I haven't seen it. Okay. I would check it out. I recommend. I, I, I think this recommend. movie will be be good. I I do think it. I th- I've read enough stuff where I think they have they have made a quality film. Um, I'm just not a. I don't know. I, I guess I'm not a big fan of just Harley Quinn. Yeah. Well, it's one of those things. It's like, all right, they're making this all female lead cast movie. You're finally gonna get to see these these heroes up on the screen and then it, nothing is like really screaming at you like oh this is the movie that you're gonna see black canary you're gonna see huntress, huntress yeah. and cassette like like all of these things like like they're meant to be seen and mm. i feel like oh we're just they're so like i don't know i feel like it's just it, it's such like an elseworld yeah yeah it, it i would i would to be, it brings up a good point that i just thought of while you're saying it's it they don't it doesn't seem like they're making this feel like a big deal yeah like it doesn't seem like oh my god all these women are coming together in a film like this is a important thing it's more like an afterthought that these women are even with her it's just like oh yeah by by the way harley has girlfriends they're just her friends whatever it's just like it's not they're not making this seem like an epic moment where you're finally getting all these this this superhero superheroine led film it's just Harley and her friends. It's girls' night out with Harley. I'm and sure Quinn. that they're all going to be fine characters and have quirks and stuff that are going to be like Guardians of the Galaxy ish, yeah. where they're like, you know, it's teamwork and fun and camaraderie and stuff, which is great. But you got like these iconic characters that have been in the Batman world, has been, have been in the Justice League world, like you know, major players. You got Black Canary and you got Huntress, like two major characters that and you know it just it's just kind of like not exciting and they got the the girl from uh white man can't jump wait yeah. oh yeah renee montoya <laughs> rosie perez dude rosie's the best Miss jeopardy yeah i can't I, I you haven't seen her in anything in a long time i fucking love rosie perez a lot of side boob and uh white man, man can't, can't jump, jump. Yeah. Her, yeah oh yeah do the right thing too when dude when we were in college in brooklyn like rosie perez lived in the neighborhood you'd see her occasionally walking around the street i think she, she talk like she does in oh White yeah Man oh, oh yeah. yeah that's how she talks that's awesome it's uh that's just her accent that's her brooklyn accent yeah they're downplaying all the other characters at least black mask has a black mask you know yeah that's one win yeah <laughs> but uh there's roller derby and harley quinn so i i see you guys are right they're kind of mixing like the harley quinn uh popularity and then just adding these other characters well and even though it's called birds of prey it's really I bet i'll say good things about it once it comes out but just can't get excited for it i'm sure that it'll be entertaining because it's going to be one of those team dynamics you know like personalities playing off each other all that fun stuff is going to happen but at the same time i feel like it's just such a step down from what marvel does with its with its team like you know that they're so i when marvel does it it's just so iconic and just so you know they they're really realizing these superhero these comic book you know entities and making them you know flesh and blood but it does continue like DC Warner Brothers thing now of trying different 
things and it seems to be working for them with, you know, Shazam was different and then Joker is different. And then this, this is looks not different. for the, uh, this movie is not for people who read comics and like, who, who like supported this, right. this is for like everybody. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, that may be the play. Well, let's move on to this next trailer. We had another special look at the Black Widow movie that's coming out this year. Is this movie for people who like comics? Rugs, what do you think? We got. I feel like there's some interesting stuff going on here. I mean, even Taskmaster, even though he's been altered a lot. I like it a little to, better now. You get to see him with the shield. Yeah. You get to see him with the hood on. And you get to see a little bit of the the hints of the, his color pal- palette there. So it's like, okay, they're, there's enough elements there. If, you know, if they would have thrown like a little bit of a scarf type cape on him. That'd be pretty cool too. But like, that's, you know, that's not happening. Anthony, you got more of the widows, the more of the uh, program. What'd you think of this? Did this get you more excited or you were already excited for this? Uh, I mean, I was kind of ambivalent towards it. Yeah. I'm a little more excited. It does look good. It looks like Marvel's attempt at doing a Mission Impossible Jason Bourne yeah. type movie yeah. Yeah. with. Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. Um, the action looks good. Um, it's not again. It's not uh, Tom Cruise jumping out of an airplane, but right. it, it's Marvel. It looks like it'll be a, a solid Marvel film. Um, the big thing that I notice um, that kind of confirmed it for me is is uh, what should we call it? Taskmaster is almost in my mind ninety five percent a woman. You think so? Yeah. What? I just I, I studied what? looking at it. Yeah. She that character is built like a woman. Huh. I think it's that I think it's that um that Black Widow sidekick character. Florence Pugh, the other no, Black no, Widow? No, no, the uh, older woman. Oh, uh uh okay, the the dark-haired lady. Yeah, yeah, uh I forget what her name is. Uh you think it's her? Yeah. I don't mm. there's no reason wow, why that a, character is in this movie that's otherwise. Cra- that's a crazy theory, Anthony. Yeah, I think it's That'd her. It's so crazy if it was true. It's uh, I think it's this Rachel Weiss. Oh, Rachel Weiss, yeah, yeah. Uh, because you know Taskmaster mimics everyone's uh, fighting style. And also, movements. if you notice when the shield is getting shot, yes. it turns into the Black Widow logo as it's getting shot. Well, that's it. Does it turn? That's what's on his shield. Oh, no, but oh. I'm saying it's slowly is it's a Black changing Widow. as she's shooting it. Whoa. It's a, a old Black Widow returned into a whatever. And the the story is kind of coming out a little more. There's, I guess, the Black Widow program's been reactivated as there's a bunch of women. Yeah, yeah, you see a lot of them in here. So I guess they're battling a bunch of Black Widows. But I do think that they're making Taskmaster a woman. All right, well, there's your prediction. You heard it here well, look first. At this. You got you got this movie with uh, Black Widow, yeah. and then all of the supporting cast, people you've never heard of before. Yeah. And I'm more excited about these characters, learning about them, than characters that I've been reading in comics from, you know, <laughs> than birth of prey characters. Yeah, it's, it, I'm like, oh, this this is interesting. Like, who's this? Who's that? What what I think this trailer does a good, better job of than the the um, birds of prey. Birds of prey. Sorry about that. Is they kind of give you an introduction to each of the team that she has. Like right away in the beginning, you meet Florence Pugh's character. Yeah. yeah. So you see that. Then you get like a little bit of Dave Harbour. Like he has yeah. his own little moment. Yeah. And you even get a little line from this um, Rachel, Rachel Weiss character. Yeah. So you get a taste of everyone's personality. You're like, oh, yeah, like these are all characters I want to see together and learn more about where the other one is just, hey, it's Black Widow and her girls. Yeah. Or, but yeah. Har- yeah. Harley. Or, or Harley Quinn. Harley sorry, Quinn and me. her girls. Yeah. There's, a, you know, but there's a lot of like uh, these female led movies this year. It's very interesting 
see. Yeah, it's true. Mm-hmm. I guess with these both coming out, same, yeah. so, same year. Which will uh, succeed and which people will connect to. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see David Harbour as Red Guardian. He's always hilarious. And the action does look good. And that is interesting. Taskmaster, maybe. Does he make you feel like you could become a superhero with how fat he is? Yeah, well, yeah, we have similar body types. <laughs> he has, he's a little bit bigger, but I could, I could squeeze into that he, suit. He says it's water weight. Yeah, it's you all water fat. Yes. Water weight. Yeah, he just have to. I like that they always cast all these American people to play Russians. <laughs> or like English people. Yeah. They don't ever, they don't get, get, a, get a Russian in there. No, no, it's you cold. know, like by like the third movie, like um, with these characters, uh, just like Scarlet Witch's character, yeah. she's just going to lose the accent. Well, yeah, her- I'm tired of God giving this goddamn Eastern European accent. Just be consistent with the accent, Elizabeth Olsen. Elizabeth That's Olsen. All she I doesn't have for. it anymore. No, it it's comes not. and goes, and it's just <laughs> annoying. It's called acting, Anthony. They don't have. Have you to ever be met anyone that lost their accent completely? Um, no, that was not not really. I've I've met people like. My parents, or my mom, not necessarily lost her full accent, but yeah. she's lost a little bit of it. But there's still traces of it. You can still hear the traces of yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. And then there's people I who... I think there's, there's people that... Mel Gibson, I think, hides his accent. What? Yeah. Is, is, he, is he Australian? He's Australian. Yeah. yeah. Then there's people who just never lose their accent, no matter how many... They've lived here 40 years, and it's just... Uh, they did like, no, I'm just going to talk like this. I don't know. Did your uh, mom lose her accent? The, uh, No. <laughs> I wonder if I can lose my accent. <laughs> Don't lose your accent, Rugs. Then uh, you know your our show is done. Would I yeah. sound like Tom Brokaw? Yeah. Oh, this I always is, sound like a Tom. This Tom is Jones, not Tom like, Brokaw. Yeah, some other. If Tom. you lost your accent, that would be the end of the character of Rugs. Yeah, then it's just the normal person. What is the point of having yeah. you on here? Right? Well, what about yeah, the wanna... sound, the tone of my voice? Does that mean anything? Uh, <laughs> maybe. Does that mean anything? It's funny. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, see, we need that. Uh, and then finally, this other comic book movie is coming out this year, too. Let's not forget Vin Diesel as Bloodshot, also from Sony. Um, this movie may make the least amount of money out of all of them, maybe even less than Morbius. I don't know. Uh, uh, it, it might make more than New Mutants. Uh, more than New Mutants, less than Morbius. Uh, another uh, new character no one's heard from from the Valiant universe. Um, but this th- this got this trailer's got a little more action and Ooh. violence. Uh, Rugs, you're a big Bloodshot fan. What'd you think of this new trailer? I mean, to be honest with you, it it is once again like a little bit. It's uh, in a lot of ways Bloodshot, in a lot of ways it's not. Yeah, it just. It feels like a more like a Vin Diesel movie than a Bloodshot movie. Yeah. With that said, I mean, I think it's better uh, quality wise. I think it's better than I expected as far as like budget yeah. and you know and like really throwing it into like okay, this is an action movie with fucking fucking sci fi shit and like effects where he's fucking skins ripping off and coming back on. So I mean, they really went for it. So I, I like that. It's just I feel like I miss Bloodshot. I missed the actual bloodshot. I missed the fucking lightning bolt on the side of his head. I mean, I miss all that shit. His hair. Yeah. The, you know, uh, lots, open vest. Lots you know. of CGI in this. Anthony, how did that look to you? The CGI bits? Uh, it looked all right to me. It, yeah. it definitely seems like because this has Vin Diesel that yeah. they're actually putting, investing money and, yeah. and trying to make this on par. With, I'm sure he's a producer. Or something. Yeah, it seems like they're trying to make this on par with what you would see in a 
um, Marvel or a DC film. So in that sense, it does look like it's in the same league. Um, but I just don't know anything about Bloodshot. Um, they, do you get a little bit more about the character from this trailer? How he's like, yeah, I guess he was he was a soldier that got that got killed and he got captured on, and he now he's basically a human weapon that can just regenerate. Um, and he's just going, he's fig- learning about himself and figuring it out that are turning against his makers. It's basically like RoboCop or Universal Soldier. Yeah, right? yeah, a little bit. That's, what, yeah, that's the vibe yeah, I yeah, got. Yeah. Is that he? It's the the turning the weapon, turning a human into a weapon, and then the the human realizes he's a human and turns against his maker. Does Vin Diesel sell as much as uh, The Rock in a movie? He hasn't well, sold as much outside of doing the Fast and Furious. How do you get Vin Diesel? Uh, looking it up on Box Office Mojo, yeah. and they changed Box Office Mojo, so now it sucks. Yeah, it's horrible. <laughs> And now you can't look shit up. So how do I find out Vin Diesel's box office? Vin Diesel movies. I don't know. It should say there. I mean, he Fast and Furious is his number one. Triple X is kind of his number two. He was in the Pitch Black stuff, but it didn't really the Riddick stuff. But that wasn't a huge. That was more of a cult thing. And then I guess he's been in Guardians, but not really. Everything else he hasn't really done all that well in. Wait, he was been in, in Guardians of the Galaxy. He's well, Groot, bro. He was Groot. Oh, right. I forgot about that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right, it's a forgettable role for him. He so I from this one Ultimate Movie Rankings. It says Vin Diesel. His movies have grossed over two point nine six billion in adjusted domestic box office, eight billion in adjusted worldwide box office, forty one acting credits. So hmm, you, I wonder if the Vin Diesel being in this is enough to get people to come out. And check out this I'm just crazy. Wondering movie. what his movies usually his, his movies that are not um that he's the star of that are not Fast and the Furious. How do you do? So like the Pacifier. Was that any good? I forgot about that. That's well that's <laughs> like he's a babysitter. Yeah. So uh adjusted worldwide is um uh where is this? So let's say the Chronicles of Riddick, eighty four million dollars. Wow. 169 million worldwide. That's not huge. It was okay. All right. And uh, you got Triple X. That's that's like a that's that's 351 million. That was good. Well, I forgot the um, Triple The Last X. Witch Hunter, which was like a really low budget movie. Uh he made 158 million uh worldwide. Hmm. And then you got um what else is he in? The, the uh, pitch black that was eighty nine million pacifier was two hundred eighty two million so he might he, he might go to one hundred fifty if if he's lucky if, if it's a tanks it's probably going to be a lot less his name has definitely been rejuvenated because of how well Fast and the Furious has done lately so there he will be in Fast and the Furious nine and ten triple X four and Furia which is another Riddick movie. Right, wow. that's his, that's he's his an, home planet, and he's he's, he's really playing up his three franchises. And he's in Avatar. Like Chronicles of Riddick. He, that was Riddick wasn't bad, and Pitch Black was really good. He's also in Avatar two. Wasn't there a third Riddick movie? Uh, yes, there was a there was a Riddick movie. It was there called was, Riddick. There was, right? Riddick. Yeah, there was Pitch yeah. Black. Yeah, there's Chronicles of Riddick, and then, and then there's Riddick. 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 Yeah. That's right. Yeah, but he's like lately. It's that's all when they were doing the one name the one name movies. Yeah. And then Guardians of the Galaxy. So yeah, his franchise. He's just all about Riddick, Triple X, Fast and the Furious, and Guardian and Groot. Now he's trying to start up this Bloodshot thing. And Bloodshot. And I wonder what he's doing in Avatar too. He'll be in three, four, and five. 
Just to add so another you, fucking your thing. Your prediction for Bloodshot opening weekend is what? Uh, and then give me a worldwide uh, mm, top. You guys, I don't know what to predict on that. Blood I'm going to say shots. 30 million domestic. Yeah. And then 130 total. Hmm. Yeah. That's not a bad sure. prediction. Why not? You know he's 52 years old. Wow. That's right. Oh, he looks pretty good. He looks great. He's good for his age. Looks like he's looks like 40, 46. <laughs> Doesn't look a day over 45. Doesn't look, yeah, exactly. Uh, good for Diesel. He's just trying to prove I don't need the rock in a movie to make a movie good. I can still do this on my own. We don't, I don't need him. I'll show you. Rock. Yeah. So yeah. F- Fandango had a uh, movie preview and they said the most anticipated movies for 2020 is the birds of prey. I wanted to find out what out of all these now that we've seen some more trailers uh, because rugs I saw that you had a tweet that said I'm not really excited about any of these new movies coming out this year so here's what's coming out birds of prey February 7th new mutants April 3rd bloodshot March 13th black widow May 1st wonder woman 1984 and June 5th Morbius comes out July 31st venom 2 on October 2nd and eternals at the end of the year, November 6th, The Eternals has a new synopsis that ties in to Avengers Endgame. Uh, it says here, Marvel Studios, The Eternals features an exciting new team of superheroes in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Ancient aliens who have been living on Earth in secret for thousands of years. Following the events of Avengers Endgame, an unexpected tragedy forces them out of the shadows to reunite against mankind's most ancient enemy, the Deviants. Oh, that is so deviant. very sexually. That's hot. <laughs> uh, so, Anthony, out of these, most uh, looking for. Also, let's not forget Disney Plus, Falcon and Winter Soldier. And they have moved up WandaVision to come out this year. Wow. It was supposed to come out next year. They pushed it. No up. kidding. Yeah. Um, my most anticipated out of that list. Yes. I'm, I'm not one uh, very excited about that list. Yeah. yeah. I will see so, all those movies yeah. because I do want to see most of them. But yeah. uh, the one I'm most excited for is Eternals just because I have no idea what to expect, especially with that cast. So. Yeah. We only have two MCU movies this year. I would say, yeah, the MCU two MCU movies I'm kind of excited for but suddenly with this morbius uh with the tease of spider-man i'm kind of excited for this morbius and venom <laughs> too sony you and it, it, some, they, just, they just dangle out they they could just literally you could just see in the corner of one yes, shot just show me a piece Spider-Man. of web yeah shoot across oh, and you just you'd lose shit. it oh, yeah he would totally do this man. spider-man's gonna be over here uh and suddenly i'm <laughs> really pop a suspender i'm really <laughs> interested in what's going on in this sony universe of marvel characters rugs any you you excited for any of these most anticipated well he hates it all <laughs> I, i'm i'm not excited about any of them yes. all right but let's say uh i think black widow and eternals are kind of like the ones that are bubbling up out of the curiosity because like as anthony said there's the mystery around eternals i don't know um what it's going to be it could be the most generic bullshit because good i mean what they're drawing from is really like not the coolest shit in the marvel universe it's not the the most iconic I mean, it's kind of like this very bland uh, story. It's like they have like they're the new gods. They're these guys. They they fucked around with humans and then they they created uh, humans and then they, they and the gods that we, that we worship. They hide up in the mountains and those were the 
Eternals. And then there's the uh, fucking the Deviants who went underground. And that's how we have all the the legends of like demons and shit is that live like hell and shit. So it, I mean, yeah, we've heard this shit a thousand times. You know, we've been you know, anybody who, who's uh, but it's cool to have a maybe a new version of that yeah. or whatever. So I'm interested to see what they do with it, but it, it can get really bland really fast. I mean, this cast is amazing now in in Eternals, right? So now the reason why Black Widow was bubbling up to the top for me is because I'm a sucker for hand to hand combat ah. and martial arts, and uh, like. I'm thinking, oh, this is going to at least have that, tons of that. And, uh, like, you know, I loved when I watched the Russo brothers do that shit with, with, uh, Batrock, the, the Leaper. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and Captain America. Or did their fight. I'm like, I can't yeah. wait to see what they do with Black Widow. Hopefully it'll be just as cool. So, uh, those are the two that, uh, that I'm like, one for the surprise factor. Like, I don't know what's going to happen and how, who knows how it's going to go. And the other one, um, is Black Widow. Wonder Woman is also coming in in third. Um, yeah. I love Wonder Woman, but yeah. I, I'm very skeptical about this movie. Four of these movies directed by women, which is also a pretty big shift this year. Good. You know, yeah. No, I think it's great. So great. this is going to be a very interesting year. Um, some, uh, we'll close up the news with some quick news headlines. Just going to run through these. You guys comment on your thoughts. Uh, Scott Derrickson, the director of Doctor Strange is no longer directing the second movie. Multiverse of Madness splitting over creative differences. Is this bad? Well, this is just um, proof of the Marvel restriction. They Apparently, they don't want that to be a horror movie as much as he wanted it to be a horror movie. I was looking forward to this Multiverse of Madness, uh, but now I don't know. It's just the first movie was all right. that they're really protective of this like little niche that they've carved out for like uh you know making family friendly entertainment and they're really leaning into it now so um you're going to see that directors that want to have a vision yes they want to directors who want to take risks maybe yeah they're not going to allow that i mean i don't know is it a good thing is it great i, I mean on one hand you do want it to be accurate to and be cohesive. You don't want it to do like a, a Star Wars where you just fucking take a left turn yeah. and everybody's like, what the fuck? So I don't know. I don't know if he was tr- planning on doing that. And Marvel was like, no. So I don't know. It could be a good thing. But at the same time, I mean, did you really love Doctor Strange? That's a good question. I mean, it was an all right movie. Yeah. So I don't think it's really a loss. Anthony, uh, comment? I would agree. Um, hopefully that. It this doesn't um, force Doctor Strange to be in like this very generic box. I hope whoever takes the reins can make their own spin on it or push it in a different way. I, I was kind of anticipating this horror movie, so that yeah. in that sense, I'm a little a little disappointed. But yeah. as Rugs mentioned, for me, Doctor Strange was a a very middle of the road movie. Yeah. Um, the only thing that stood out was some of the Inception esque visual yeah. visuals and the. Yeah. Um, I guess it's Jack Kirby drew a lot of this stuff, right? Originally. Uh like, yes. Uh, the mind fucks. Yes, you know, Steve with all Ditko, the different. Uh, there's a lot Steve of Ditko, Ditko, yeah. Yeah. Steve yeah. Ditko. Yes. Steve Ditko yeah. with all yeah. the crazy yeah. hallucinogenic yep. type shit. So yep. in that sense, it was good, but it's a very generic Marvel movie. So I don't really feel like this director. 
added a ton mm-hmm. to Doctor Strange, so I'm not necessarily seeing this as a loss. I mean, I think it's sad because I think he was pretty uh, uh, involved and uh, committed to this, but Cumberbitch is the best, so as long as you got him, you'll make a good movie. Just fucking find someone else. Uh, next bit of news. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix wins the Golden Globe for Best Actor as Joker. Does a very weird speech at the Golden Globes. And now Joker lands uh, 11 Oscar nominations. Oh, shit. One year after Black Panther becomes the first movie to be nominated for Best Superhero, first superhero movie nominated for Best Picture. Joker gets Best Picture, Best Actor. I don't even know what these other nominations are. Uh, it's too many. It's <laughs> fucking crazy. Best picture, best actor, best director. Uh, yeah, some of these are a little bit of a stretch, but I mean, I definitely think the Joker should have gotten nominated in in a lot of categories. But this eleven is wow. Eleven nominations. I mean, Joker best picture is up against Ford versus Ferrari, The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Little Women, Marriage Story, Nineteen Seventeen, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Parasite. I don't know which one of these do you think it deserves out of best picture, best director, best actor. I just think that the acting was great. Yeah. Um. So I think that Joaquin could, he should be at least in the running. I don't mean he shouldn't win, but he should at least be in the running for it. Usually, whoever wins the Globe for best actor ends up also um, winning the Oscar. Best picture? I'm not sure. Best director? Best director? No, because he was. If, if if he was a visionary yeah. and came up with this shit on his own, yeah, then I would say yes. But this is so much. It's a Scorsese so like, uh, yeah. knockout. And that's ironic because Martin Scorsese also nominated for Best Director for The Irishman and Todd Phillips just doing Scorsese. I would I would give Tarantino Best Director. He's or, up there, too. Yeah. Or, Sam Mendes, who did 1917, even though I didn't, I didn't see that movie, but I, anybody, everybody have, I've, that's seen it, it's been like, that's amazing. I have to see this movie. I heard a lot of great things about 1917. Same. I've heard. Yeah. Really, I heard really good things. Fucking. I've heard there's actually a lot of good movies out right now, but, yeah. um, that's beside the point. I, I would, I'm not the guy to ask if this should be what's going to win because I haven't seen all the best movies. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do think that this movie was really good and I, I think Joaquin was legitimately enthralling and great. Um, my theory on the Oscars, um, just in general, is I think that the ratings have been going down. Or yeah. I know that the yeah. ratings have been going yeah. down, and I think they've taken a turn towards um, trying to gain a larger audience. So yeah. you will continue to see more mainstream-esque films be nominated for tons of categories, including Best Picture. So that's I know, that's annoying. 11 is so many. Yeah, it's too many. It's it's overkill. I think that he should have gotten maybe two or three, you know, nods, but and that's it. Um, you got some great company. Parasite's a great movie. There's so many great movies out there. Um, and you got to check them out. Marriage Story's great. Like I, I didn't get to see 1917, but I want to see that. I've, I've heard nothing but great. Psycho ITT, Jojo I've Rabbit, seen Uncut Gems. Yeah. I've seen a lot of these yeah. movies. Um, I didn't see Jojo Rabbit. That's another one I got to see. Also, you got the Netflix Irishman up against major releases. It was in theaters, so that's also going to be interesting. But man, if right. uh, uh, if we now we start getting comic book movies getting Best Picture Has nominations, Scorsese won already, though. Yeah. So he, he, he could, you yeah, know, I mean, I, I agree with Anthony. They want to make it relevant, and then the Oscars are always late to shit too. Like they're always giving people Oscars way after they deserve yeah, like, them. Try to make yeah. up. 
though. And then last thing, we're not going to review this. The last two parts Thank God. of Crisis on Infinite Earths wrapped up earlier this week. First of all, I think you, it, wait, I just want one yeah. one thing on that. Yeah. When you texted us yeah. that this show had come like, out oh, shit, this, this past Tuesday. Yeah. I have to be honest. the the amount the the anger that came through me that was like, oh my god, you asshole! Oh, no. You're dropping on this on us the night of to start watching this. I was this. like, no, don't. And after what yeah. we had already gone through with those first three, I was like, oh my god, Imran, I'm going to kill you. Yeah, no, I decided to spare you guys. I think it was a mistake for them to split up this five part thing because I feel like I didn't care anymore. No, nobody cares. Yeah. People forgot. And I'm just going to spoil a little bit. Spoiler alert. The cameo that I did happened. see that. Yes. I watched that, and that was actually really good. On the Arrow episode, Barry Grant Gustin is going through the Speed Force trying to, like, fix things. It was kind of confusing. I wasn't really paying attention. But I look up, and all of a sudden, there's fucking Ezra Miller Flash with Barry Gustin Flash. Oh, shit. I was like, what the Grant shit? Gustin. Grant Gustin. I was like, what the shit? They got Ezra Miller Flash to cross over into this multiverse i mean they basically tied in the tv shows now to the movies with that which i was nick fury ever on agents of shield he was one one time right i think twice but this this and one was Seth, a little Seth more was in there too yeah, yeah lady Seth. but they've now kind of backtracked off that but yeah. this was actually a funny cameo I, yeah. I watched it um they both if i could just retell it real quick yes yes barry obviously sees ezra ezra sees barry Ezra doesn't know. Ezra thinks that they both think they're doing a cosplay of each other. <laughs> and Ezra is like, oh, man, like, what's your name? And they're both like, Barry Allen. Yeah, like, what the, the hell? Time, yeah. And then, like, um, Grant Gustin doesn't, isn't called the Flash in yeah. Justice League. He's just been called Barry. Yeah. So when he le- realizes that uh, Grant Gustin is also, his character is the Flash, he's like, oh, yeah. the Flash. He's like, I like That's that. It's a cool name. Yeah, I like that. Oh, and so in the Ezra Miller, in the movies, they never called They've him never the called Flash. They never called him the Flash. Yeah, so that's, that's what he was saying. It's almost like they're naming him the Flash in this. And then they both, like, talk about each other's costumes. Like, Ezra's like, oh, yours is, like, breathable. And he's like, yours looks comfy. Yours, <laughs> Grant's like, yours looks safe. Yeah, oh, yeah. And then uh, Ezra Miller fades away as as... This is how he's like, you don't know what's happening? He's like, what's happening? And he starts to fade away, and then you can hear him say the line, I told Victor this was possible, yes. which is a hint that, that he thinks there was a multiverse. Oh, my God. That was crazy. And then in the... So, basically, Oliver becomes the Spectre, and they kill him, uh, the Anti-Monitor, and he dies again, and blah, blah, blah. So... They, he, I guess he's really dead. I read the spoilers. Yes. He's, he's pretty... Because the show's over, and they're going to set up that new show with his daughter, Mia, and the other ones. Uh, but what happens is kind of the same thing that happens in the comic book. The multiverse, they create one universe first. It's Earth Prime, and the multiverse reforms itself. And at the end of the Legends episode, they do like a roll call. So you see the Earths where they're all now. So they're all on the same planet now, Supergirl and Flash. They're in the same universe. But you see the Titans. You see Doom Patrol. They showed you a shot of Oa in one and the, and the Green Lanterns uh, and all these other. And then at the end, they all there's a round table. They sit down. Barry's like got this old Star Labs thing and they pull back and it's the fucking Hall of Justice from the cartoon. Also, 
The Super Friends, the monkey from the Wonder Twins, Gleek. They play the Super Friends theme song, and there's a cage, and it says Gleek, and you hear monkey noises, meaning, and he's a shapeshifter. So they're introducing this the Wonder Twins monkey. I don't know. I don't know what this means for the future of these shows because it seems like everything's been reset now. And service. Yeah, very fan servicey. Everything's been reset and uh the multiverse has been rebuilt. They showed Swamp Thing, they showed Stargirl. They're all on their own earth and there's a Earth Prime. Um so I don't know. It was crazy. But Was it any good? Nah, no. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't. Just I did not. And there a was a bunch of shit. What the fuck is a Bebo? Make you That's go, a good wow. question. Yeah, a bunch of cameos and by, exactly. all your characters and yeah, see what happens. Much. There's a big and then the big blue Bebo character, fuzzy something. It's <laughs> weird. It was weird. Oh, Bebo. Yeah, Bebo. Ooh. It was from no, Legends. That was, that was what I texted you, Bebo. Yeah. Yes. It was a Made character from Legends that they used again. I honestly, I did. I wasn't really, I had a hard, hard time paying attention. There was more shadow demons. It would be one thing if this thing was only like an episode or two, but yeah. what pissed me off is when you were like, when you told us that this was on, I'm like, Jesus yeah. Christ, we dedicated three hours and we'll never two get back. More. And there's two more goddamn. Yeah. This is five hours yeah. of just awfulness. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. So, you guys, I'll like sp- most movies that are pretty bad are like so bad it's good, but they're only like an hour and a half, to right. two hours, right. Five right. hours. This is a lot. It's really minus the commercials. It's guess, really okay, like four three, hours or three and a half hours. Four, whatever. But I spared you, so there you go. Thank I just you. Spoiled it. And Thank you so much. We had to talk about Ezra Miller flash. That was crazy. Okay, let's take a break here, play some promos, and we'll be right back. We're talk about the Mandalorian. Remember that people, Disney Plus. Right after this. After these messages, we'll be right back. Forgive the interruption, but I believe this requires your attention. If you ever believed Captain America was on the U.S. Olympic soccer team. If you ever thought that the Winter Soldier was that brace yourselves guy on the internet. And if you ever wondered just what would a raccoon do with a machine gun. Then don't let another week pass you by without tuning into Mighty Marvel Geeks. Mighty Marvel Geeks is your show about all things Marvel. With news, rumors, commentary, and interviews. As well as our weekly recommendations on what to pick up on New Comic Book Day. Official consulting hours are between 8 and 5 every other Thursday. That's Mighty Marvel Geeks on WeebyGeeks.net, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and anywhere else you listen to podcasts. You have to watch it. It's so good. It was all right. Your friends may have decent taste in movies, but their incoherent reviews are getting annoying. I don't know. I just didn't like it. Looking for a new podcast? Join Time Sensitive, where we break down the recent movies you've heard of, but may have missed. Spoilers included. And we get it. You're busy and can't see everything, but are you really going to track it down a year later? We take the time so you don't have to. Find us on Twitter, at TSMoviePod, and find out what we're watching. I'm Sam. I'm Ian. And I'm Kate. And we're three friends and armchair movie critics. Seriously, invite us into your living room. Kate, stop. Listen now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. Time sensitive, because you deserve better. Listener, if you enjoy the show, uh, consider supporting the show. Join our fan club. Visit jockander.com slash Patreon. And for a monthly donation, you will support the show and you get access to an RSS feed with bonus content early access to all the shows lots of other fun stuff super huge thanks to new patron 
Irvin De La Cruz. Talking nerd. Nice. Yeah. Thanks, dude. He signed up at the $3 a month level, which is the somebody touch my... Somebody touch my spaghetti. Level. Whoa. Thanks for signing up for that's what that level's called. Uh, and Irvin, we've seen you around uh, the Facebook group for, for a long time, so I'm very excited you decided to join the fan club. Uh, everyone else, be like Irvin. Join the fan club. Visit jockandair.com slash Patreon. Okay, we're finally going to get to talk about the entire season of The Mandalorian on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> Remember this. Remember this show. Uh, it's still out there. So before we continue, here is your spoiler alert. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? Prepare to be spoiled. <laughs> Uh, and you know, a lot of people don't have the Disney Plus. It's still relevant. A lot of people haven't watched it. They're watching it now. Um, but the, all eight episodes are out and we'll talk about the whole season, but I, I want to focus on the last two episodes, especially the last episode titled Redemption. We learned a lot finally. Uh, I was a little frustrated that the show seemed to be spinning its wheels in the middle becoming an episodic like western it was still really cool but uh yeah basically you could cut out all the episodes in the middle but i still i, I they were fillery <laughs> i kind of like them they didn't really advance the plot but they did end up coming back but there are still questions they didn't answer even with that yeah, I just think, look, overall, I enjoyed it. Yeah. And I, especially the last two episodes, like, helped propel it to another level. Yeah. Um, yeah, but they could have used a little bit more shit, like, the plot weaved into the stories instead of, like, this, the thing of the week, you know? There are still things missing. The last episode directed by Taika Waititi, very well directed. Anthony, you are not the Star Wars guy. And we, no. we forced you to watch Star Wars things now. Yes. Um, what did you think of the Mandalorian? Best Star Wars thing this year? <laughs> sure. Yes. Uh, Abs- yeah, I will go with yes. Strong yes. Right. Out of what I've seen. Um, first off, I now know how it feels to um, make you guys watch or you guys watching Daredevil or Jessica Jones or Iron Fist and then me catching up a month later and then having to review it. <laughs> now I know how that feels. Yeah. So I don't really remember yeah. a ton of the Mandalorian, but I'll do my best. Um, it's so I would consider the show a success for a couple of reasons. Yeah. I thought it was a good story. Yeah. Um, I do agree that the middle kind of meandered a little bit and I, I was losing a little interest. Mm-hmm. Um, overall though, it succeeded because um, it was a solid story. It was beautifully shot yeah. and directed. Yeah. Um, it made it was easy. It was very palatable, so someone as a non-Star Wars fan could easily jump in and, and understand. This is just basically a western with a rebel um, cowboy saving a kid, right? Yeah. This is all yeah. that. This is all yeah. that really is. Um, but the biggest success out of this thing is they literally and and Disney has to be over the moon for this. Is they took a streaming service, yeah. They put a, a original Star Wars program on there, and they made something that dominated. And still probably dominates the pop culture um, lexicon. Is that a great, good word for yeah. it? Zeitgeist. Zeitgeist. Yeah, yeah. Baby Yoda is a, a, a thing now that's going to be known forever. Baby Yoda right? is like this, they they yes. made something out yes. of not necessarily nothing, but they made something that yeah. everyone knows now. Like yeah. everyone likes Baby Yoda. Everyone's yeah. aware of Baby Yoda. So overall, if not for anything else, just doing that makes the Mandalorian a huge success. 
Yeah, they definitely nailed the baby Yoda. I was not expecting that, and uh, he's just destroyed the internet. There, there's not there, there's not a lot of things that come out that take over the zeitgeist. That, that's an instant like instant icon. Takeover. Yeah, right. and I mean, I kind of like the the fillery episodes, like the Prison Break episode. That was kind of cool. I didn't mind that with Bill Burr because I just wanted to see Bill Burr. Because you got to imagine there's a dude with a Boston accent out in space somewhere, just, Why not? just swearing. Yeah. Hey, it looks like a, what do you say? He goes, maybe I can be in Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> Star Wars. He goes, looks like a slot machine from Canto Bite. Yeah, you barely get that X-Wing up. Uh, yeah, Rex yeah. could be in Star Wars. There's guys like that. Hey, beep, bop, boop. Yeah. I'm a droid. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Where's the bring me the thing? But the last two episodes that brings it back to the uh the client and and baby yoda and just the family aspect of mando and ig and the and the return of the characters like quill ig11 gina carano carl weathers uh was was crazy here's a couple of things we learned well let's just talk about episode eight the beginning of that episode is so hilarious with the stormtroopers and it's something i always wanted i just want to hang out and listen to these stormtroopers have conversations like what do they talk about what are they like and uh, they were the scout troopers from return of the jedi on the speeder bikes were played by jason sudeikis and adam polly and jason sudeikis is fucking punching baby yoda in the back that got a lot of people angry because he's just smacking him and the other one is like how do you know it's okay he's like you just want to see it don't you and the little jokes about oh yeah get moff gideon just killed someone for interrupting so you guys hang tight there uh that shit was so funny and then you see ig11 sweep in save the baby yoda yeah, he had the hero moment, big time. Well, and I also love how Quill explained, like, he's reprogrammed. He went and got IG-11, reprogrammed him as a nurse droid. Also, they, the whole thing about stormtroopers having bad aim and can never hit, they played <laughs> up on that, and that was fucking hilarious. They're just standing there, right? Are the away. sights bad? Is that what yeah. they were trying to show? He's like looking in the gun. He's hesitant. His face He's shaking. And he's like, why can't I fucking hit this? <laughs> uh, and I also think it's funny that stormtroopers have this armor, but they you shoot them once, they go down. I don't know. How does that work? What what good is this fucking armor? Uh, but punching baby Yoda. Yeah, I'll never get that. Yeah. Why? Why do you have armor if you just go down? Uh, great moment. We learn Mando's name. It's Jin Jarin with silent D's of both of them and we learned that the mandalorian is not a race it's a creed and he not anymore it was a race but yeah but is the uh, concept of a mandalorian a creed more than a race rugs do you well, know now for the f- the survival of the mandalorians which are now yeah they they've opened it up to anybody because it, it's the survival so now it's 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 the way yeah this is the way you have to have you have to live in, in the mandalorian way and then uh, one of the reasons why he has that helmet on all the time is because if you're if you're born and you're a pure Mandalorian from Mandalore, yeah. you can take your helmet off. Oh. But all the people that are not true Mandalorians, um, they feel like it's a they're giving themselves up to this creed, so they keep the helmet on to prove to, their worthiness, uh, you know, to be part of the Mandalorian well, uh, creed. The helmet does come off, and uh, he looks like uh, Pedro Pascal. Yeah, you know what he looked like. You know what he was going to look like. 
And you get Baby Yoda stopping some fire in a badass moment. Mando finally gets his signet and a jetpack. He levels up again uh, from the armor, uh, the armor lady who is badass taking down those stormtroopers. Again, something I've never seen. She's fighting those stormtroopers and just like the helmets getting wrecked and destroyed. It was super violent. Like that was a really cool detail where she's just fucking slamming these guys down. And basically, she's like, you're uh, Baby Yoda's father now. You have to take care of it. He is in your care. I I thought the best part of this whole episode was the... Because they built it throughout the entire thing, was the fact that um, the Mandalorian didn't trust uh, droids. Droids, yes. And then the droid ends up coming, saving the day, and proving its self-worth to Mando. So by the end, Mando has this kind of respect for the, yeah. the droid like, as if it's almost a, like he almost starts to treat it at the end like a human it was very touching because you could tell he did not want him to sacrifice himself that, that's the one of the only threads throughout the entire series that they had so it was a nice little payoff He's like we need episode. you and we learn why he doesn't like droids because of uh right when his parents got killed but, i mean th- that's that's the one bit of emotion where like the droid sacrifices himself in the lava to keep the mission going or to to, to basically distract yeah. the people waiting at the end like that that was actually pretty well done that was amazing it was i was really sad i was like no ig11 by the way how do you float a boat on lava how does that work yeah i guess it's the metal okay. it's made out what? Of. Yeah. really it's not and you can stand on this boat and it's not conducting heat how the really fuck is this that, happening you, you you've watched star wars all these years and now you're like well man yeah. they, it's floating the boat on the listen, lava though that's, that's out of the question star destroyers well, but listen when we were uh watching darth vader and obi-wan fight in that on that lava planet yeah. and they're fucking surfing on that shit that's a good point. He never said anything that's a good point <laughs> that's a good point i guess Oh, that uh, happened? I don't remember. Yeah, that was in Revenge of the Sith. I uh, hate you! You are the chosen one! Also, it freaked me out when that R2 fairy droid suddenly had arms and legs and yeah, came out. Yeah, that was I'm a like, strange. Oh, yeah. oh, I want to see more of that. Oh, I didn't know it could do that. What the fuck is this? Can you imagine R2-D2 with arms and legs? He had that shit the whole time and he yeah, didn't fucking let anybody never know. never did it. And then uh, Showdown with Grand Moff Gideon. Mando says, I know who this is. He knows my name. He was there. At the purge. I just like that their names are Moth. Yeah, he's Moth Gideon. I just keep thinking about Moth. But the uh, <laughs> big reveal at the very end, tying in Clone Wars and, and Star Wars Rebels, the first live action appearance of a Dark Saber. Oh, shit. Is that right, Rugs? That is the Dark Saber. And what is that? What It's only been in cartoons, right? You don't know right? what the Dark Explain Saber is? Explain the Dark is? Saber, Rugs. Okay, a long, long time ago when the... Uh, galaxy far away. <laughs> the galaxy far away. The Mandalorians were like... Con- they were making conquest and stuff. And so they were the enemy of the Jedi. And because uh, the you know, Jedi was trying to keep the peace. But uh, one dude, I think his name is Tar Vizsla, became the first Mandalorian who was Force-sensitive. Okay. And he forged the Dark Blade. And he was the only Jedi that was Mandalorian. And um, uh, ever existed. So uh, that blade has been handed down to all of the leaders of Mandalore. Whoa. And uh, I think um, Sabine had it at one point from Rebels. Yeah. And then she handed it off to a, a another woman. I forgot her name. And so she was key. She was like the, the new leader of the Mandalorians. She had the dark saber. So I'm thinking that when Moff Gideon went in there and fucked up that whole planet, 
that he killed whoever had the the dark, whoever the leader was, because I think he wiped out most of the, the remaining Mandalorians, and he got he, that's his trophy. But does that mean he's force sensitive? No, I don't think you need to, to wield the dark saber. I don't think you need to be because like Mandalorians who are not force sensitive have wielded it. Uh, it's not a typical lightsaber, right? It's a sword that has uh that conducts uh uh. The kyber energy. Oh, the kyber crystals. It's basically a black it's, lightsaber. Well, it is, but like it, it, it's it's always a sword. It doesn't retract. Oh, mm. okay. So oh, yeah, it's I just saw the, the net sword. freaking out about this, and I was I didn't know. Yeah, because I didn't know the significance. Obviously, it was. Yeah, that's yeah. a dark saber. That was huge. That, that, I would love to see a Tarvisla fucking movie. That, that would be that great. ties it into which cl- cartoon? Uh, Clone Wars and Rebels. Oh, Look, okay. that's all on Disney Plus. And yeah. I say, if you got nothing to do, watch Clone Wars. Uh, yeah. Watch, watch Rebels because they, even though some of it is kiddie and there's some like filler here and there, the overarching story it, it leads you into Star Wars. And it teaches you about how lightsabers are made. Yeah. It teaches you about the lore. It teaches you about Yoda and all these Sith temples and all these different things that they've done in the past. And it really is the most rewarding thing that I've ever seen in Star Wars, more than the movie. Yeah. Mm. I've learned more about Star Wars and the lore and great things about, yeah, I was curious about Mandalore. I was curious about the clones. I was curious about, and it filled me in and it has Darth Maul in it. And so, um, it tells you his story and all all of those things. It 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 does it succeeds at telling you about Star Wars lore that where the movies completely fail. So yeah, it's worth I, checking out. I'm gonna I'm I want to watch all those over all the way through because I believe there's going to be new seasons of Clone Wars and Rebels on Disney Plus that they are making. Right. So they'll be adding to. I that. think the last the last um. The way we left off Rebels is that Ahsoka Tano and uh, Sabine, who is a Mandalorian, are setting off to look for uh, whatever his name is, the the the, the last Jedi kid. Uh, what's his name? The guy who Ezra Bridger. Oh, uh, wait. Oh, uh, our... yeah. Uh, what's his name is? Uh... That's Ezra Bridger. Yeah. He's the that's the character. Ezra. Ezra Bridger. Ezra oh, Bridger, Taylor, his, 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 Taylor Gray, yeah, okay, yeah. Got it, yeah. Taylor Gray is the guy who does the promo for our show. Yeah, yeah. right, right, right. He does the voice of Ezra, Ezra Bridger. I didn't know his name Jedi. was Ezra Bridger in the show. Yeah. In the in the last Jedi, yeah. or whatever the fuck it's called in Rebels. Um, or who's the who's the Jedi that we follow? I don't know if he's the last because he's not because Ahsoka Tano is also. Uh, I think she withdrew from being. Well, a Jedi, and you heard Kanan still... in in uh, the Rise of Skywalker. You hear I was just going to mention. I read somewhere yeah. that you hear yeah, yeah. a cartoon character in voice in Last Two Jedi of them. or in uh, from Force Awakens. No, not Force Awakens. Rise of Skywalker. Rise of Skywalker. I, don't, so I can't get these fucking names I know, correct. There's so many Star Wars names. It's confusing. I would love to see an Ahsoka Tano movie because there's a lot of there's a lot of shit that goes on with Ahsoka. Yeah. Ahsoka was trained by Anakin. So Ahsoka was Anakin's student oh. before he became Darth Vader. So they fight in I they fight in Rebels. Yeah. There's like a, a lightsaber match with them too. And Darth Vader is there. Like Darth Vader in the full on Darth Vader shit is there and they're fighting with lightsabers. I, yeah, I think uh Joe Henry and Adam Morris talked about this on our Star Wars special, and he's like, these are some of the best like episodes yeah. of that show. Definitely watch. Um, what I, the things that they left unanswered still is a, 
We still don't know what the fuck the baby Yoda is or where he came from or why they wanted him. Uh, well, you know, it's pretty obvious. It's obviously why they, I think they wanted him, right? They will either want to use him. They want to they want to clone him. They want to do something with him. Corrupt him. Who knows? Is he's this is a baby. Is Yoda a force like embodiment? Is that what that Yoda is? Some people say that he is like that he is a being made up of the force mm. and that Yodas are, but they, cause they've never, they've left them shrouded in mystery. Anything they've, they've in some of the, the, the clone wars, they've alluded to Yoda do like being born of the force. Mm-hmm. They didn't say it outright, but they kind of drop little, little hints here and there. So I think that's what my, my idea is, I don't know if it's true. I'm not sure I'm right. I, I think I, that he is a being that is made up of the force. I could have used a little bit more backstory. I wanted Baby Yoda's backstory. Favreau teased that he would be getting into it, but maybe save it. But he's probably saving it for the second season. Um, and then Ming-Na Wen's character. I don't know what happened to her. Fennec Shan. That- did she get? Did she die? No, she got shot. But then at the end of that episode, you hear this guy's boots. This, That's Moff Gideon. Was that Moff Gideon? You think that came, rolled up and and grabbed yeah. her? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. But is it she? Could be somebody else. But I think it was Moff. Y- Gideon. Y- do you think she's dead? She can't be dead, right? One in uh, Ming Na Wen's character. I don't think she's dead. You never know. I mean, they brought by Gina Carano. Yeah, and, and speaking of which, I thought she was all right in this. I mean, I think she her part. She's the, she's not. She was fine. Yeah, yeah I would say she know. was fine. She, she was fine. I ruin it. She's not a great actress, but she didn't do anything. She didn't ruin to it. Stand basically. out. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yes. You're right. So that was good. I mean, people are giving her huge props because it's like when you're like a, a UFC person yeah. and you're in a show and you're yeah. actually okay. Like she's people are just, like, oh, oh, you're really yeah. good, but it's you know, yeah. When you don't suck and you look the part, that goes a big way in the casual fans' eyes. Like people yeah. know that she's actually badass and she's built like a badass woman. So that's already two thirds of the way there for most people. Like finally a girl that you know that looks like me. <laughs> <laughs> you do find out Kara her character, Kara Dune, is from Alderon planet that was destroyed by the Death Star in the first movie. Oberon? So, Alderon. That's a good beer. Alderon. Oberon is a good beer. Ober Oberweiss? No, that's ice cream. That's ice cream. Alderon. That's the plan that got blown up. Yeah. So she's got, you know, she's obviously Formal reb, former rebel shock trooper is man. She has no home to go back. She has no home planet. Um, I, over- I did enjoy the fact that I could watch Apollo Creed in, in one more thing. Carl Weathers is great. Yeah. Yes, he's a disgraced magistrate. I wish he would have done the most manliest handshake ever with a droid. That would have been fun. <laughs> I think that not only should he have done the most manliest handshake, <laughs> but then his hand should get chopped off and repl- be replaced with a wooden hand. <laughs> like in the Adam Sandler movie. Yes. Yes. Happy Gilmore. Happy Gilmore. And Predator, well, Predator, he gets his arm chopped off. Oh, he does? That's right. He's always getting his hand chopped off, Carl yeah. Weathers. Uh, he does get his hand chopped off. <laughs> I forget. That's, that's a running thing And now. wasn't he action, Jackson? Yes, he was. Yes, he was. Sharon Stone action. and Vanity. Action Jackson tried to have him make it go at a at a at a character that never went. I watched that movie a lot of times. Yes. Hey, it's no Jim Cotta, but it's good. How old is Carl Weathers? I'm gonna look this uh, up. That's a good question. He, but I'm gonna yeah, say he's gotta be seventy. I'm gonna say seventy-two. Seventy-two. Wow. He he's looks like, like in his fifties. He's like Stallone's age, but looks a lot better. Hey, Amen. Yeah. Black don't crack. <laughs> 
Uh, so ultimately, they answer a lot of it, Baby Yoda. Super cute. And now at the end, he's taken off and he's got to find his home planet to return him. Um, I guess that's what season two. It has been renewed for season two this fall, 2020. Uh, but I feel like with the way Rise of Skywalker went, this this Mandalorian for Star Wars was such a huge success for them. They really needed this. And this may be, I think, the future of a lot of Star Wars is going to be on the TV. Let's ask some questions. Yes. What did you learn about Star Wars uh, th- from watching this? Like, did you feel like it expanded your interest into the universe, Anthony, or anything like that? Um, I, they I don't know. I, I'm, I'm curious to know because I, I, I'm, I'm like biased because I know a lot of shit sure. already. So I did learn like about the Mandalorians. I learned that the dark saber was a thing. Other than that, I didn't really learn all that much. But that's, I think, kind of what it, why it works because it's digestible. Yeah. Which is, yeah, I guess that that does a good point. That's why it is digestible. I mean, the biggest thing I learned is that um, Star Wars can be entertaining if it's yeah. put in a, in, a, in a format that's easily palatable. And I mean, we're talking about you take pre-existing lore and you create something that's new and old at the same time. This is what they did. I just think that the stakes are small. Yeah. Yeah. And that we can relate to. Yeah. Like it's hard for a lot of people to wrap their heads around like the galaxy yeah. Yeah, and absolutely. a fucking empire that rules over the galaxy. Yeah. How the fuck does that even work? And all these planets just seem like there's nothing going on on them. You like you know you, you very rarely go to a place that looks like an actual city. Like Coruscant is the only place that you've ever been. Yeah. And th- those are in the prequels. Yeah. And even then they really didn't explore it. So it's just crazy, like this whole gigantic. So by scaling it down and making the story very simple and not so big, you can just get into the characters. You can just kind of like, you know, the enemy doesn't have to be fucking the emperor. It could just yeah. be like a dude who wants what you have or wants to kill you or whatever. And it was smart that it was just a story of a guy trying to protect a little fucking baby the whole time, like samurai, like a samurai lone wolf and cub deal. But you got to see new planets and new aliens. Like we got to see a mudhorn, which is ends up being the signet she gives him uh, of the mudhorn. Uh, and and then she even mentions what I thought was weird. Remember when she's like, "Oh, I've heard tales." When he explains what happened, I've heard, she goes, "I've heard tales of the Jedi." Like he didn't know what Jedi were until she told him, which was confusing. I thought they all knew about the Jedi's at this point. Yeah, it's weird. It's after Return of the Jedi, five years after, yeah. you would it would probably still be a topic of hey, who brought this fucking thing down? It was a dude with a fucking laser sword. And it would have been great if they would alluded to Boba Fett was still alive. I don't know. Maybe we don't need him. Mando's. Great. I don't really think we need. No, Boba we Fett. don't. This Mando is great. I think I like the Mando. Yeah, I can't wait to see a real Mando though. Oh, like not a uh, from the original like, race. I'd like to see him run across, like maybe one of the the Dark Watch or the Night Watch. Yeah. I forgot that the, they're called. The Are Night they Watch. still around in this time setting? Um, there might be remnants. Okay, I I, th- I think there were some people wiped them out, but there could always been like a straggler yeah. somewhere. And I think for like the second season, they still have um, you know, they still have that crew. In the prison break episode that's locked up, they're probably going to be looking for him. 
Ming, you could bring Ming Na Wen's Fennec Shan back because it seemed weird to have her just for one episode. So yeah, there were some weird things that these people are in one episodes, but ultimately good payoff uh, with the last two episodes. The action was great. Taika Waititi did a great job directing that last episode. Uh, and I watched it like, t- I think I've watched it twice did now. Did it bother you that, that nothing was going on? They were just letting them just sit in that fucking place? Where? I don't know. I just, something bothered me about it. It, it, did, in the it building? was a little strange that they didn't just ambush that building. Yeah, they were just yeah, standing, I mean, standing there waiting for them. Like, he's just like, yeah, well, you guys stand in there and we'll just wait out here we'll, and you we'll wait, wait it out. Yeah, we'll wait till you have uh, time to use a, whatever, an electric blade to cut through that sewer door or sewer yeah. cage and why yeah. didn't they just smoke them and out the thing is Seemed too like, like if they could have if they were so expendable that the uh the grand moth or whatever the fuck his name is can kill like six of his own men yeah so he obviously doesn't he, care yeah. like, he thinks the these stormtroopers are expendable yeah so they, that and he has a lot of them so just storm the fucking place yeah i just don't understand where he's like I'll come back in four hours. Yeah, why are you giving them time? I'm like, why even say that? Like, you don't need to say that. Well, say, oh, like, I'll give you a, he, I'll give you some time. And he didn't like, know that they, why four hours? did he know they, they, he, they didn't have the baby Yoda at the time? Or did he think it was in there because it wasn't with them? I don't know. I don't know. That was the only thing that really bothered me. What I did love is when that TIE fighter came down. I'd never seen a TIE fighter do this. The wings flattened out so it could land i was like oh shit i didn't know these tie fighters it was very cool to see that because it makes more sense for this thing to land on the ground with the wings flattening and then he just like pops out that was new i guess it's easier to get out of the yeah, thing yeah that was new and cool but then i like when they were setting up the the e-web he's like this is a e-web you know what these things are we're just gonna blast you with it but it's that old Western where Mando, he did it in the beginning of the series. He gets on the Gatling gun and just starts fucking blowing people yeah. away. But that was like, it made me think of Halo. When you play Halo oh, and you yeah. can go to the gun and take the Gatling gun yeah. off. <laughs> that always was great when you're playing Halo with your buddies and then you get to the fucking Gatling gun the, and you fucking unhook that shit. Wasn't oh, it on the, the, on the, on the, the buggies? No, no, like in Halo, like they have like these turrets yeah. that are just, they're stationary. But if you can get to it, you can take it off. You can pop it oh, off. Oh, shit. Walk around with it. And walk around oh, with it for shit. like a limited time and just lay waste to everybody. Yeah, you're super slow, though, but you're just yeah. firing massive yeah. amounts of artillery. So that's what it reminded me of. That's badass. Because, you know, like Master Chief is basically like a Mandalorian. Yeah. Yeah. You never see his yeah. face. Um, exactly. Yeah. It also now reminds me that. of Terminator 2 when he r- walks around with the oh, Gatling right. gun. From the oh, right. From the police. Oh, that's amazing, too. Anytime the Gatling gun comes out. It's the best thing ever. Yeah, it's the, it's yes. the manliest thing yes. you can do. Yes. It really yeah. is. <laughs> like, does your gun spin? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Spin? Fuck you. It, it is the greatest gun in the world. Yeah. yeah More yeah. manly than um, re- reloading a shotgun. That a what? Destiny? Yeah, they yeah. have one in Destiny. Oh, really? I think it's called, I forgot what it's called, Mixed Business. I'll give you and, the business. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the only thing is it takes a second to get going. Oh, yeah. So you can't, you can't, it's not a quick draw McGraw. Like, you got to be like, okay, I'm, I'm going to pop this thing out. And then when I come around the corner, it'll be hot. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's got to start and then, spinning and then it starts. Yeah. <laughs> it takes a second. It's got to spin a little bit. Uh, it's so uh, yeah, and you're wasting ammo so fast. Satisfying, yeah, it's going. Yeah, it, is, going. Yeah. it is fun. It is satisfying. Uh, yeah. So uh, come well, up. Well, it's apparently. Uh, oh, I'll, here I got a transition yeah, for you. Yeah, yeah. 
I don't, did you want to rate it first or no? Yeah, let's rate it. Okay. Uh, who wants to go first? I'll I'll go first. I'll give it. I mean, I think this is my most outside of the Jedi Fallen Order video game favorite Star Wars thing of the year. I'll give it like an eight and a half out of ten. All right. Uh, absolutely. What about you, Anthony? I'd go solid seven. Yeah. It's nothing in terms of amazing story, but it, it's competently done. It's beautifully shot, and it made a pop culture icon. So yeah. There you go. Gave us Baby Yoda. Holy shit. Rugs. I really like this. Um, yeah, I did feel like the, the things I have against it, it's not the production value. It's not the acting, even though some episodes that you could tell a director wasn't as good as the other ones. Mm-hmm. Um uh, the one where they're in, um, the one with Amy Sedaris wasn't very good, and the one where they're on the planet where they have to like, uh, uh, where they meet. Um, they're on that Gita farm, Carano. yeah, the farming yeah. planet. The, those two episodes were not very good, um, acting wise. So, um, but everything else seemed to be okay, uh, besides those filler episodes. So I'm going to give it an eight. Okay. Uh, so it was pretty strong. Yeah, it's very strong. And uh, Favreau tweeted out a photo of a Gamorrean guard and says season two of the Mandalorian coming fall 2020. This is the guard from uh, Return of the Jedi at Jabba's yeah, the Palace, guys, the yeah. pig green guys. Also, uh, it says from Deadline, insiders have hinted that several established characters from the Skywalker saga's feature films mythology We'll, I, think ba- I think the bounty hunters are coming. We'll make appearances during the show sophomore season. The bounty hunters. Bring on Snaggletooth, biatch. Uh, <laughs> no. That's exciting. And now, this I saw this story today. Uh, Hollywood Reporter reporting Taika Waititi being courted for a Star Wars movie. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's that's what I was going to transition to. Is apparently he did well enough in the episode and his track record of movies, and they want him now. I mean, Jojo Rabbit was big for him this year, and Thor Ragnarok is great, and he did a great job with that episode, and voicing IG-11, I would be all right with that. I think he could do a good As, job with the Star Wars. Look, they've burnt out the the main saga. Yeah. Everything else is open. Yeah. Okay, I think the doors are open for uh, somebody like Taika Ty- Ty- yeah. Waititi to want, come in. You want something different, something fresh with this, with this mythology? Taika is a good person to do it. I did like... I would have before watching this episode. I would have been maybe a little worried that he would have just completely Thor Ragnarok Star uh-huh, Wars uh-huh. and just gone all the way on comedy and yeah. not really had it any wasn't, stakes. Though. But yeah, yeah the, the the stuff I mentioned with the road droid yeah. and I'm um, learning about the Mando's past and all that stuff. I they did a, he actually did a good job. And the comedy was there in the opening scene with the stormtroopers, right. but then the action was solid and punching the, a kid. That's yeah. pretty funny. <laughs> so great! Stop punching, baby Yoda! What are you doing? <laughs> Uh, so that, that's a, I think that would be a good pick if they want to do that. Um, I wanted to, let's take a real quick look at the rise of Skywalker box office. Oh, guess what? It's broken a billion dollars. Oh, shit. It took a while to do it though, didn't it? This what makes yeah. it, uh, the Disney's seventh billion dollar movie of last year. See, but the thing is about this is I don't think Disney's exactly happy with this. No. Let me let me let me just give you a reason why. Yeah. So Force Awakens makes nine hundred thirty six million domestic. Unheard of domestic number. 
Last Jedi six twenty, yeah. you know, downward, but not yeah. not terrible. Yeah, this movie currently is at four eighty two. Yes, which means this is this movie, and this movie was supposed to be the end of the saga, like an end game type yeah. movie. Yep, 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 yep. The lowest amount out of the three. Currently, it's still lower than what Rogue One made domestically, wow. which is five thirty two. So I don't think Disney wow. is all that happy with. I don't see how this can be a roaring success. Oh my god! That's even though it made a billion dollars. Even though it made a billion dollars, yeah. this is the end. They were marketing this as the end of the saga. Like it's, this is yeah. Endgame type. It should have done what Endgame did. Right. It, it was. It's going the wrong direction. It was going the wrong way. So they're probably happy that it's just over now. So, have you heard about the J.J. Abrams? controversy and then you've heard about the Trevorrow controversy. Well, let's talk about that a little bit. What is the J.J. The Abrams controversy is that his shit was uh, they wanted it less more fan service less controversial. I think he wanted it more fan service Oh, he I, wanted I, it I think, more I think he's always been a fan service type director. Yeah, yeah. But, but, to, I would, but the controversy I think was he had a longer film. The studio asked him to cut it down. He cut it down and then when he saw it for the final time in theaters, it was cut down even more even than more, what he yeah. cut down. Then what they said, and he had less time to work on it. And at first, I think he wanted to make it two movies. And then they were like, we'll give you like a three hour cut. And they're like, oh, we'll give you a two hour, half, two and a half hour cut. And then it ended up being less. And well, that- he's, you could see the movie is two movies. He's trying to cram in two yeah. movies. He's, the first part of the movie is him trying to undo everything from the last Jedi. Yeah. yeah and then yeah. the next part of the movie is what he intended to do yeah with if he, if it was under him the entire time and then you know clearly things are missing like the whole you know lando and J- Jana uh relationship where they probably was a line somewhere that alluded to the fact that he was her dad and they cut that out but they left the line in in where he's like i'll help you find let's look for your roots which makes no let's sense let's find out yeah let's find out i was like what what are you talking about so you know, that's why it's weird with New Mutants. They're probably just cutting their losses instead of them re- rewriting, reshooting, cutting it up. They're just putting it out as it is. Whereas here, you have them constantly t- uh, cutting things out and, and making it worse. Do you think anything's going to happen to Kathleen Kennedy now that this is like gun? Mm, <laughs> I don't know. Her track record with directors is not the greatest. I feel like she's pretty untouchable, though. Mm, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. It's tough. I don't know. If that's a good question. They're in a tough direction. She has two big major shit stains. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Three major. Ma- three major. But then, I mean, was she involved in The Mandalorian also? She's also been involved in The Good Things. Like, right. she's overlooking all of this. Well, Last Jedi was extremely divisive, and the reaction coming off of that yeah. has been so negative that it's affected now Solo and The Force Awakens. Although The Force Awakens is admittedly a, a kind of a mess as well rise of skywalker you mean sorry rise of skywalker. <laughs> there's so many goddamn names so many skywalker. the third one yes yeah yeah and that you know and looking back it turns out that like last jedi may have been the best fucking one on all three or surprisingly should we, should we talk about the colin trevorrow thing yes yeah, so no. can i know can i narrate that yes real quick? what is what's i never really on? get to talk about stars yeah, yeah. i read some stuff yeah um so apparently this Redditor came out and posted the Colin Trevorrow script, and it's apparently a credible source because this same Redditor posted things from uh, The Force Awakens long before it came out that ended up being true. And basically this Colin Trevorrow script was written before um, Princess Leia's character. Carrie Fisher died. Carrie Fisher died. days so, before she died. Right. 
but Colin Trevor was supposed to do this until um, a lot of the backlash from not only Jurassic World, but I think he ma- he directed some other film that was really shitty. I forget which one. Let me look it oh, up real quick. I don't even know. Yeah, so essentially this is a Reddit recap of a YouTube summary of an early draft of a the screenplay. Book of Henry. Oh, the Book of Henry This they keep breaking up. Right. That may or may not exist. And you got to imagine the script would have changed a lot if it's sure. an early and, and, draft. And, and it's got to be said that Colin Trevorrow is not the visual director that J.J. Abrams is. So it yeah. probably wouldn't have looked that great yeah. or as good. Yeah. Um, but uh, I guess the title would have been The Duel of Fates. The Duel of the Fates. Duel of the Fates. Uh, as Rugboy mentioned off air, yeah. <laughs> Stealing Your Thunder, um, this would have kept, the, at least kept the um, Last Jedi stuff about uh, Ray's parents being nobody. So yeah. they would have kept going in this direction of creating its own path. Yeah. And they were really going to play up the Kylo Ren versus Ray, the duel of fates. Well, I, I like that title other. because there's a John Williams piece of music from star Wars called duel of fates. There's a lightsaber battle at the end of the phantom menace that it refers to. And like you just said, Kylo and Ray would have been placed on a collision. It's duel of their fates. And they, and they would have played up more of, they would have kept going with the Rose Tico character rose would have been in the movie with them doing with things and yeah there was some there was some stuff that seemed interesting in no there. palpatine kylo doesn't get redeemed no redemption yeah uh all of this uh sounds a, a, interesting. a thousand year old lovecraftian type character that comes yeah. out of nowhere yeah an old jedi an old jedi the guy who trained uh palpatine rugs did you read any of these leaks these would this have made a better movie than rise of skywalker not sure. I mean, yes. Yeah. But Ooh. like, <laughs> not sure. Um, some of, about some of the things like, uh, Kylo Ren not being redeemed. I think that that was actually a cool thing in a way. Yeah. It was cool that uh, he was or wasn't redeemed. That he was. Oh, okay. okay. Because he, he, he had a struggle, right? Yeah. He has his struggle and that inner turmoil makes him interesting. Um, and for him to just be evil. Like Star Wars is always about like the redemption of somebody, like Darth Vader, you know, all that stuff. So it's always about that, and always it's also about somebody turning to the dark side. And so Kylo was like already bad from day one. When we first see him, he's like, he's already you know he's in right. the whole get up and evil, right? So he's already there. There's no change. So at least having him go through some some strife about who he is would be interesting. And so I think they. You're losing that, but I fucking hate Palpatine being in this movie. <laughs> yeah, and you, even like him having like uh, the Emperor having like this contingency plan. If he dies, uh, that there that there's another guy that's that nobody knows about. It's secret. The secret Go fucking find creature this guy and have him that, train you. That, yeah, that's strong in the Sith ways or whatever. It's full of Sith powers. That'd be cool. Like, and you could be, you could even relate that to Snoke and say, okay. He was also Snoke was also one of his students, and you can tie that all in instead of just making him into like a blob in a fucking petri dish. Like that that was just so nonsensical. It didn't need to be that that way. It seems like such a w- uninteresting way to deal with a character is to just say that he's a clone and I was puppeteering him. It's so stupid. So, and then you have Rose Tico uh, doing something. And have her be in charge of something important. They had to, uh, I think that the whole plot of this movie is that they're trying to get a beacon out 
to ask for help from Coruscant. To call, yeah, to get the resistance to show yeah. up. It would have explained why the 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 good guys show why up. Why everyone shows up right. when they did. Right. Yeah, because they're they're able to. Uh, I think that the, the the deal is that um, the Empire has knocked out all communications, right, and right. ruined anything. Yeah. But this this particular beacon is so old; it it's, it predates any of the new tech, so they're not really ready to cut it off. I mean, yeah, there's yeah. a lot of things that I really kind of like. A lot of details in this Trevorrow script, like they would it would have stayed. Ray is a nobody still. Yeah, which makes sense. Um, I like the whole deal where they they uh, they Rose, Finn, Poe, and BB-8 kind of steal a star destroyer and escape while trying to sabotage these shipyards. I would have loved to seen them fucking steal a star destroyer. Uh, there was going to be yeah. a Sith holocron. I wish there yeah. were more holocrons in these movies uh, instead of the GPS wayfinder. Yeah, that's such a cop out so of a holocron. Yeah. But, and then you got Force Ghost Luke in this movie yes. all over the place. Yeah, yeah. he would have been training people. I like that. There's two two big things that I took away from it. Number one, the script definitely wouldn't have, or it wasn't bending to the fans in terms yep, of yep. the backlash. So yep. it was definitely going, continuing to go in the direction that Last Jedi took it. So it was not as, not safe like this yep. the Force Awakens tried to be. Yep. Um, but the other big thing I took away from this, and you know, Marvel gets a lot of praise, but one of the big reasons why Marvel has praise is they at least seem to have a plan yeah. with Kevin Feige. Yeah. yeah. They had a roadmap, right, of where yeah. they wanted to go. Yeah. If this strip this script is legit, this means that Star Wars each director was making their own film and then the next director was using that film as a jump off point for what they wanted to do. Yeah. There wasn't actually a set plan for these no. three films, no. is what and I'm saying. I think what they no. did was they made a movie and then in, I mean, while that movie's still being made and edited, they're making the other one. Yeah. They're the production like pre production's already started. The script's already written. Mm. And I think that they're just giving each they're just lobbying like the the basic idea of what it is because they're still making that movie. They don't even know what it is yet. So they're telling them, okay, this is the broad strokes. This is like basically uh, what happens in the film. All right. But, and uh, this is how it kind of ends. And so they're going and they're making their movie, like not like writing it all at one, in one fell swoop, like the whole arc. Mm -hmm. They're just kind of like they're just passing the baton and just going. It's just, that's not the way you want to do things. It doesn't seem, it doesn't seem, especially in this day and age, the way you would want to make a, a franchise. There like was that. clearly no plan. And I don't understand how you would have went into this trilogy and, without and a plan. The plan was, you know, so unstable to begin with that by the time the negative reaction came out to last Jedi, they decided to just scrap everything or already had a lot of it scrapped. And we're just going in a different direction. Like this film kind of ends in a different way than the last Jedi, or it definitely ends in a different yeah. way than um, Rise of Skywalker. So they were just making this up at kind of as they went. Uh, yes, a little or, bit. Or their idea was let's hire three directors and we'll just trust the fact that each director can pick up where the other one left off and continue an awesome story. Wow, without I, having like a mm. like a framework of what they wanted to do. I'm, but then overall, this also makes me worried about Marvel and Star Wars under Disney. Is that the this aversion to risk is is kind of be a problem? Like they are, they need to take risks to have some kind of creative 
freedom, some creative pop. And uh, the more this goes on, the more they are becoming less risky and more fan service. Like, who knows if if they didn't have a plan? They might have had this plan, and then after the Last Jedi came out, they did an about face because they saw how wrong. Basically, they made the wrong choice. Yeah. Like maybe they were like maybe they had this planned out. Let's say let's play devil's advocate and say, mm-hmm. all right, they had this whole idea that they were going to use the first movie to to be a nostalgia trip, and then they were going to take this in a whole new direction right. and do this whole thing, and then all of a sudden, Last Jedi, you know, does not sit well with fans at all. And there's this uproar, and and then they have now they have to try and figure out how to doctor up the story to to. to to be more like the first one that more people liked. Um, that's the problem right there is in whoever greenlit, greenlit that first arc in the first place. Mm, yeah. Because they were clearly, they didn't, they did not know the fan base. They did not know that this stuff was going to, you know, throwing the lightsaber, like, you know, that, that wasn't going to get pissed people they off. They let Ryan Johnson, Kathleen Kennedy, let Ryan Johnson do whatever he wanted. It didn't sound like there was any interference. She wasn't firing directors like she's done in all the other movies. Out of all of these, J.J. and Ryan, they just explicitly well, trusted them. To, to, to that point, she was firing other directors. Yeah. She just clicked with that script. Yeah. She thought it was awesome. Mm. Mm. Right? Like, yeah. Because she was letting go of... Um, Lord and Miller. Lord and Miller. Yes. And she let go of uh, what's his name, Trank. Yes. So she, Gareth yeah. Evans. Get, Gareth yeah. Evans. Yeah. Well, they, like she yeah. definitely altered his. They redid movie. the third act. Yes. So if she, you know, she, when she thought that something wasn't right, she would step in. She yeah. just thought this was the right idea. Yeah. Mm, I don't know. So she was. She was in on it. She was absolutely. She was, she was gung ho for this new direction that nobody liked. I mean, that <laughs> people like like. We look at The Last Jedi, and we know that it's made by a competent filmmaker, yeah, right? We yeah. know that it's made by somebody who has ideas. Yeah. They just didn't fit in the way that that a lot of us wanted. I mean, you kill off the main villain without explaining him, and then you're like, okay, that wasn't satisfying. That's weird. I mean... Where do we go from here? Ryan Johnson is good in, like his own, like in much smaller stuff. Like, Looper is a good film. Knives yeah. Out is getting awesome yeah. reviews. He is a good yeah. director, but it didn't come together in Star Wars. I just think that you have a plot where you you have uh, main characters go on a wild goose chase just because you want them to. A whole side story doesn't make sense. Just because you want... There's no reason for like the general of your army to be not knowing what the fuck is going on. And then, pos- you know, they just... They orchestrated it to make this move. They needed this to happen so they could have all this other stuff happen. Mm-hmm. And it, it it's not elegant. It was clunky right there. Mm. And so I don't know why they thought it was this great idea. I don't know. I see, really it seemed like Ryan Johnson looked at Star Wars and was like, this is not only my opportunity to make a mark, but this is my opportunity to change everything, like change the game. Like I'm going to swing for the fucking fences. Yeah. And a lot of the fan base was not happy. Mm, he went for it, <laughs> but at least you know he he went he swung for the fences. Like yeah, I, yeah. I appreciate yeah. the fact that he went there. Yeah, and I I and do enjoy his visuals and his and and some of the way he edited this shit and everything. But uh, there were some beautiful this, moments in that movie. Yeah, there's just and even the music is great. Yeah. Like um, it just at the end of the day. You take the story, you wipe your ass with it. And, 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 I mean, that, 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 
That's what he did. <laughs> yeah. And as much as I think that that movie has got a lot of great stuff going for it, he did do that. So he did do 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 that. Yeah, he do 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 that. All right. Well, I mean, do that. We'll see. I, I think your question of is Kathleen Kennedy uh, still going to be around after this? I think that's really interesting, and I don't know. I feel like she's she's kind of untouchable. She's kind of firmly cemented in there. But they need know. a Kevin Feige. They need a Kevin Feige. He gets I, I, it. I don't know, man. I, I feel be, like he's sniffing around for that job. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I also don't know. I don't see the untouchable. I I don't see how you can take this take a franchise of this beloved and now by the 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 saga ending film yeah. it's literally I mean no one thinks it, you know everyone thinks it's a mess still made a billion dollars did but I'm telling you that <laughs> yeah. that downward trend is yeah. not good no that's not the track it's less than rogue one domestically that's think crazy. about that that's crazy that's not the way you want it to go no. absolutely you're right uh that's crazy um all right good stuff look uh, we're going to peace out because I remember I do have the flu. I yes, need to do. rest. But uh, a couple of things about my trip to New Orleans. Uh, let me give you one tourist tip. Something that nobody tells you uh, before you go there. The minute we landed walking around New Orleans, you're going to hear this a lot from dudes on the street. They're going to be like, hey, I like your shoes. Did you get, did you get this, Anthony? There, no. There's, okay, so. It's been about nine years. Oh, okay. So I get there, and every other dude is like, I like your shoes. I, better, I can guess where you got them from. Uh, you do not engage with these people. Why? Dude, what happens? Because it's some sort of con where they guess, and then they get you to give them money, or they get you to give a, get a shoe shine, and usually it's like with dish soap. Like one dude oh, yeah. said they polish my suede shoes with dish detergent, and <laughs> And you're supposed to like they're supposed to get there's like I can guess where you got the shoes from and then you get, and I'm like, what the fuck is it with the I like your shoes line? And so every time someone said that, I was just like, No, I'm not playing and I just kept walking. So <laughs> if anybody goes, I like your shoes, don't talk to those people. Other than that, highly recommend New Orleans if you've never been there. It's more than Bourbon Street, fucking great town, amazing time I had. Uh and I'd go back. So but I wanted to warn people about the shoes. They Good don't really like your shoes. Good thing I wear sandals. Yes. Well, the, the one thing I learned from New Orleans yeah. when I was out there is when I was on Bourbon Street, yeah. there were beads on the ground. Yeah. I went to go pick them up, and my f- local friend who was Whoa. living there goes, Ew. don't pick those why up. Why would you touch those? He's like, never pick up the beads if they're on the ground. I'm like, why? He's like, you don't know where those have been. Yeah. Why would you touch anything that's on the ground? My butthole. I was just like, the, they're beads, man. They're free. Look at them. Put them on. Anal beads. No, it's yeah. amazing how they like hose down that street every night and do it again the next day. It's just a constant stream of partiers. It's a town that just wants to have a good time. It doesn't need an excuse for a party. They'll party no matter what. And I really appreciate it. It was like being in a European city. It's great. Great time. Glad to have went. Not glad that I got a flute that flew on the plane on the way back. But. I'll play the skin flute on the plane. I on the played way back. the skin flute on the way. You know, you normally they kick you out of the plane for that, but I was good. No, I got no wonder your beard's white. Yes, he was playing it like Kenny G. <laughs> Kenny G. The smooth sounds of Kenny G. Rugs. Where can the people find you online? You can find me online at the DMV, or oh, you got to go to the DMV get the real ID. Yeah. Or you can go to uh, Really Rug Boy on Twitter and you can see me there. Really Rug Boy. Yeah. 
Listener, visit the show notes for this episode, jockandnerd.com slash 310 slash 310. You will find links about everything we talked about this episode, how to get in touch, how to subscribe, how to support the show, all that fun stuff. And of course, as always, spread the geekery, not the flu, spread the geekery. Keep. Can I say something? Yes. Listen, guys, it's been like a, a couple of weeks since I've uh, been talking to you and I missed you. Aww. I missed doing the show and, and I missed uh, talking to the guys out there who are li- people out there, the men and the women and the children, hopefully not the children. children. <laughs> so I missed this. So I'm happy to be back. Hey, I miss good. I miss you guys, too. And we appreciate everyone listening. And uh, sometimes you take a week off. Absence makes the heart grow fonder. And you realize yeah, something like that. How much yeah. you really miss it. But we appreciate you pressing play, downloading, listening every week. And we'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the Jock. He's the Nerd. We'll peep you next time. Say hi to your mom for me. Say hi to your mother for me. Say hi to your mother's mother for me. Get the fuck out of here. Fuck that show. Let me tell you about Tony, all right? Tony ruins lives. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) Jockey nerd! Boy, I...